Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today, I am really pleased to have with me on the line my friend, Abby Peretz. Abby is a professional copywriter and coach with over 20 years of experience. She's written content for some of the biggest brands in the world, and she's also the founder of the Successful Freelance Mom Movement, where she supports and encourages women and mothers to create freelance businesses that fit into their busy lives using her no-nonsense approach to getting work done and in small chunks of time. Sounds like everybody's going to need this. So, Abby, <laughs> thank you so much for joining me today and welcome well, to the show. thanks for having me. This is so exciting. I'm really, you know, it's it's always extra fun when you get to do something with someone you've actually met in person. So, yeah. Right. So, so just to fill in a little bit on the audience, Abby and I have been connected professionally for years. And then we became Facebook friends, I don't know, like two, three years ago. You know, it's like, yeah, why not? You know, let's be Facebook friends because <laughs> she lives on the other side of the planet. She lives uh, she lives in Israel and I live in uh, I live in the Miami area. And then I happened to notice a Facebook post where she is in New York City. And I was like, hey, I'm in New York City today, too. Let's meet. And she graciously said yes. And. It was amazing. We well, had of a, course I said we, yes. I was in New York with five children and you were offering me a morning away from five children. I so, was yeah, offering was a morning a no away from those kids. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, let's talk shop. And uh, we talked for hours and it was absolutely amazing. And I'm like, Abby, I have to get you on this show. So <laughs> thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm, it's really exciting. I think that the audience would really like to hear the two minute version of your origin story, because I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing on, you know, like basically, you know, like first of all, the geography of where you're working. And second of all, to be able to navigate all of these different pressures that most women, frankly, have on their lives anyways, in order to create a thriving and successful business and to help women do the same thing is the highest it's the highest honor you can actually give. So I don't want to steal too much of your thunder, but I really want to hear, how did you do that? Yeah. Well, I'll try for the two minute version. Okay. So when I was a young newlywed, um, I had a, my only like semi real job. I worked as a junior copywriter at a marketing agent, a boutique marketing agency in Tel Aviv. And then I got pregnant. And when my baby was born, I was like, yeah, I don't want to go back and do that anymore. And so I decided I was a freelance writer, had no idea what that meant, how I would get people to pay me, what I would do, did not know. Um, and this was a long time ago because I am 45. So this was uh, 1999. We didn't have things like Google yet. We had Alta Vista and we looked up our information slowly. And we read a lot of 
books, actual physical books. Um, so my husband and I moved back to the United States with our baby daughter. And I went to the local public library and checked out every book I could find on building a freelance writing business. And I got out the yellow pages and I cold called every graphic design and marketing firm that I could find in the greater Los Angeles area. And I asked them, I had an amazing pitch. It went like this. Hi, do you outsource any of your writing to freelancers? That's it. That was the whole pitch. And from that, by making like a lot of calls, like a thousand calls inside of a month, I managed to land a handful of clients, like maybe three, did a few small projects. They'd say things like, can you write press releases? And I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. And then I'd go to the library and take out a book on writing press releases. And then I'd come home and write them press releases. And it worked out pretty well. And I managed to have four more babies along the way. There are five children total. And uh worked, you know, freelance writing for all kinds of companies, fell into some large projects early on um, and was pretty lucky. And over the years, I I balanced, not well, but I balanced somewhat um, mothering, parenting um, and, and working as a freelance writer. Two of my kids have some special needs. One of them has more significant special needs than the other and spent a lot of time in speech therapy, occupational therapy, developmental therapy, all the things. So I learned to work in waiting rooms on my laptop. I learned to work while sitting in the car in parking lots. Um, and I would pick things that I could do. And again, this was like before Wi-Fi was prevalent everywhere. We certainly weren't tethering to our phones. So I had things that I could do online and things that I needed to do offline. And I would break up my tasks all the time. So I knew like, I'm going to have 25 minutes in the car. Here's what I can get accomplished in that time. And we moved again, we moved from California to Houston and then from Houston back to Israel. And when I got back to Israel, all of my kids were finally in these full-time daycare or school situations. And I was starting to think about larger projects. And that is when my third son, my, uh, who is just turned 18 yesterday, uh, Jeff, I think he has the same birthday as you do. So <laughs> he was diagnosed with leukemia um, out of the blue. It was incredibly terrifying and horrible stopped working completely for three years. And when I started up again, I didn't have the patience for client work immediately. What I did have were a lot of women I was in a Facebook group with who were moms of kids with cancer, who were struggling financially because cancer in your child is not conducive to running, to working a a regular job. You can't show up at the office on a regular basis. You are constantly being pulled to the hospital with your kid. You are home with your kid. And even when cancer treatment is over, your kid does not go back to a normal routine right away. And so neither do you. So these were women who were really struggling. And I started giving them some training on how they could freelance a little bit and bring in some extra income. And when that started working for them, that was huge for me. Like I was in this very dark place where we had gone through all of this horrificness as a family and I was kind of a mess to put it nicely. And having people who were saying, oh my gosh, like, you helped me. That was amazing. And so I started looking for a way to kind of formalize that. And and how can I teach more women how to do this? And when I started seeing the impact that it had on women and families, I was hooked and successful freelance mom was born. What an amazing story, because basically (laughs) you were pulled in so many different directions, Mm -hmm. right? And it really does all fall on you. Like there's no one else you can outsource this stuff to. And also, you know, the idea of patience, right? Mm -hmm. You know, having patience for, you know, for client work, 
I think is especially poignant because it's something that you like, I was always enamored that, yeah, you can take your laptop to the beach. You can mm-hmm. take your laptop from the pool. You know, it's like, no, you like, you really can't do that. And you, it really requires some next level focus. If you want to try to be able to bang something out in a half an hour, you know, while your car is running in a parking lot, <laughs> right. It just doesn't, it, it, it's just not there for you to actually try to concentrate and then to actually teach yourself how to create, you know, great copy, great copywriting, you know, and to do it in a way that allows you to work your hours, I think is absolutely gold. So the fact that you hit on that, it's been, you know, hands down. That's uh, you know, that's the best story I heard today. <laughs> now, I want to zoom in a little bit on this because basically what you're doing now is that you are training women to be freelance writers, which is like your former self, right? This is something Mm -hmm. that, that you were training people that you have been there, you have been in the weeds and you have seen every single knock on your time Mm -hmm. and have been able to manage through it. And now you are teaching women to do the exact same thing. Can you just go through a little bit like, like, what does that look like? You know, because it's one thing to be able to sit down and write, you know, like for me, my method is to, you know, put on the noise canceling headphones. But then again, you know, I'm a guy, I could just say, uh, you know, I can tell my kids go bug off. I'm I'm doing something right now. You don't have that. And and most people don't have that, especially ones with younger kids. Mm -hmm. How do you get that across? Yeah. So um, a couple of things that are important for me to share. One is that I actually still do earn money from freelance writing. Like I actually do still write for a small number of clients um, and it's not the bulk of my work or my income anymore, but it is something that I still do. So I'm still there in the trenches and, and doing the things. And I think that that's, that's important because I, I really do know what it's like. Like I go through things like I just recently had a client break up with me after a long time. She's been a retainer client for a long time. So I know what that piece is like even now, and I can still talk about that. Um, But how do I teach that? For me, it is, I've always been a process kind of person. Like I've always... I've always been the person who, when I sit down to work, I want to have, I want to be really clear on what I am going to be doing. So I want to have that list next to me or in front of me that I can be crossing things off as I'm getting them done. Not just a to-do list, but like, what is the process? Like, and sometimes, and a thing that I learned when I was in the trenches, when, when my kids were small and my brain power was frankly limited because I wasn't sleeping a lot and people were always touching me, I learned that you have to be sometimes extremely detailed when you create a process. You have to write down all the parts of the process from open document, save document as. Like you have to detail out that process. And because that was something that was very natural for me, it was easier for me to then teach that to other people to say, well, this is how I do it. And I can't tell you for sure that this is going to be the best way for you to do it, but I can tell you that this way works for me. So. Wow. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. I want to dig in a little bit to your one big tip here because Mm -hmm. You know, like as you're teaching people how to, it's not just how to write, right? Right. You know, this isn't high school English, you know, 301. You know, really what we're talking about here is how to be able to sell your services, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, in what processes you need to put in place so that you are selling a quality product to your client, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, as a digital marketing, marketing agency owner, it's, it astounds me 
<laughs> that's um, and I'm being uh, I'm being very generous here. Mm-hmm. You know, the amount of people that put themselves off as writers and then the stupid English spelling mistakes I have to I have to deal with. It's like like, geez, install Grammarly. Come on, it's free, you know, <laughs> and it's like, you know, like if you're going to if you're going to give me a document that Grammarly is going to grade as a C, like, seriously, I, I have no I, you know, I have no patience for you. Right. But, you know, there a lot of the times, you know, the there are some gems that come through. Right. And when those people come across my desk, I don't let them go. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, you know, like, what do you want? I'm going to make sure that you get it and I'm going to do my best to keep it interesting for you. And, you know, I try to create this amazing partnership where I'm giving them interesting work and they're giving me awesome content that I can just go to sleep at night and know that mm-hmm. it's well written. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about the kind of things that you teach people, you know, in terms of that quality basis, right? Because, you know, quality and ownership, geez, I, I, you know, I got to tell you, sometimes I feel it's a lost art, right? Because it's one thing just to, it's one thing just to hire somebody, you know, and I'm not even going to get into the time. Well, maybe I will right now, you know, <laughs> where, where I outsourced a writing project to Fiverr mm-hmm. and I got back oh. something written in Jarvis, right? Yeah. And it was literally yeah. written in Jarvis because I could, like, I could see the cadence of the words and I'm like, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, no. I'm like, you wrote this using Jarvis, admit it. And they're like, well, yeah, everybody does. And I'm like, well, that's not what I'm paying you $500 to do. Right. I could have I done this on my own. I didn't need you to write this in Jarvis, right? That's why right. I'm paying a human being to do it. So exactly. there's that, right? So we're going to put a, push Jarvis off to the side. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about what you, teach, what you teach people and how, you know, marketing emails and, you know, like putting all that together really makes sense, you know, both in terms of training the, mm-hmm. you know, the people that are working with you and also to deliver to a client. Yeah. How does that look in your world? So a couple of things. The very first thing that I teach my students is when you're the business owner, you get to make decisions. It's your business and you you have choices that you get to make. So one of those choices is you get to choose who you work with as a client. So I'm very clear on who I do and do not work with. I work almost exclusively with established course creators who are looking to scale sales with evergreen email sequences. So I'll use that as an example because I'm I'm really familiar with that world. I only work with course creators who have a course that I actually believe in. Like if I don't think that your course helps people, I'm not going to write for you. You're not going to be my client Um, because I can't sell something that I don't believe in. So I think that it starts from this place of, I mean, there has to be a solid product or service that we are representing when we're creating copy. So that's the base. And from there, I really do believe that there are only two rules of email marketing, but you have to follow both of them. And so be honest is number one, right? Tell the truth. Don't lie about anything. And this is true whether you're the freelance writer doing the writing or whether you're the marketer using the freelance writer to get the writing done. Don't lie to people ever. Don't say the webinar is live if it's recorded. Don't say the sale is till Thursday if that's always the price of the thing. Don't lie to people because the moment you lose their trust, it's gone. It evaporates, right? It really, yeah, you know what that really comes down to. And, you know, like I've had my bouts with this, uh, you you know, even to take that a step further, Mm -hmm. you know, in terms of choosing your own clients, I've had writers shy away because they didn't like the subject content. Right. Mm -hmm. Either for religious reasons Mm -hmm. or maybe they didn't understand it. Like I had a mental health uh, 
I had a mental health provider that we were writing for Mm -hmm. and she happened to have a few bad reviews on, uh, you know, on Yelp and, you know, whatever thing. And then all of a sudden my writer comes back. It's like, nope, there are too many uh, negative reviews. Mm -hmm. I don't want to write for this person. And I literally had to talk this writer off the ledge. I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. wait, seriously? So (laughs) you only eat in restaurants that only have five-star reviews? Like, you know, come on. You know, my sushi place down the street has a 4.8 and I'm sure I can find, I'm sure I could find at least two of them that say that there are cockroaches swimming in your sushi, right? And that's, you know, that's just not the case. So, you know, we talked about it, we got through it, you know, whatever, right? So there are going to be some things that will make you feel uncomfortable. Also, there, you know, there are some subjects that are, let's face it, they're just not sexy. Right. You know, it's, and if you don't have the passion to write, to write about it and you don't, uh, you know, and you're not going to get into it and you're not going to understand when you're researching that, that post or how to, mm-hmm. you know, how to together. Yes, you should defer on that project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please go ahead. Mm-hmm. It'll save us a lot of trouble. Right. So I really like that. You know, first of all, be honest, but it's, uh, but it's not just be honest, be honest with yourself. Yeah. Right. Be honest. Is that, is that, is this client or, is this product something I can wrap my head around? Is this something I can believe in? I love right. that. Right. I love it. <laughs> What's the next one? Okay. So never send an email you wouldn't want to get. And I explain this in a couple of different ways. Sometimes I explain this as like, don't send it. If, if you would be embarrassed if your mom knew that you wrote this email. And that's sometimes misunderstood because I'm not saying that you can't write about sex, drugs, rock and roll, whatever, right? Like I'm not saying that you should be embarrassed to write about certain subjects. If that subject, like you said earlier, Jeff, if, if that's something that bothers you on a personal level, you've got issues with it, fine, no problem. But the idea here is if it would un- if it would make you unhappy to get it in your inbox, don't send it. Don't send an email that just says, buy my thing, buy my thing, buy my thing. My thing is awesome. Buy my thing. Do you want to get that in your inbox? Probably not. You want a little bit of value, you know, like buy me a drink first. Um, so give people something that they're, give them a reason to want to see your name in their inbox so that when they see your name, they're like, oh, cool. I should read this. This is going to have something good for me. So that's, um, yeah, send an e- never send an email you wouldn't want to get. You know, what's interesting about that is that, you know, the, how both of these tie together is it, it, you really hit on the, the really big part of the tip is only work with people that you want to work with. Right. And the fact that you have the ability not only to hire your own clients, but to fire them as well. Right. Yeah. Absolutely gold. Right. Because a lot of people come from, you know, especially when they come from corporate, you know, they don't realize that they have that that they have that ability. I think furthermore, they don't realize how much of a drain a crappy client can be on your well-being. Forget about your business, right? Because if you're sitting there like this client's crazy and they're making me stay up all night and I have to get the and I have to get it down to this crazy deadline, that's not the client you want because then no. you're not giving any of that positive energy to the three other clients that you have that that love you and appreciate you and you're not giving them your 100%. You know, and that is just a shame. And I'll tell you, the some of the best things that have happened to me in my in my freelance career is the ability to fire a client. Yes, you stress it. Yes, you you wonder like, okay, I'm walking away from a ton of money, you know, something that has always come in. But at one point, every single time that I have fired a client, I have made up for that client, plus at least 50 to 75% within the same week, purely by osmosis. 
right? And Definitely. that is no joke, right? Definitely. Because you, it, it just changes everything. Five minutes after you mourn the passing of that client, everything changes. Yeah. Right? I, I think a big thing to remember when, when you are a freelancer and you are meeting with, for example, on a discovery call, when you're getting together with somebody um, to see, are you going to work together, is to really reframe that in your mind. It's not like that they have the power to decide if they're working with you or not. You are peers. You are equals meeting on equal footing. If anything, you are in the position of power because you have the service that they need. You have this ability to write or whatever it is that you're doing as a freelancer that this person needs. And it's up to you to decide are you going to engage in this relationship? And I think that when you reframe that way, it becomes much less about like, oh, I've got to sell them. I've got to pitch myself. I've got to be like on it and whatever. It's it's really more about, is this a good fit for both of us? Do I agree fundamentally with what you do? Do I like you as a person? Do I think we're going to enjoy working with each other? Do we have styles that mesh? And, and all of those things. When I talk about with my students, high ROI and low ROI clients and project projects, it's not always about the dollars involved. It's about, is this work easy and fun and in flow? And like, do I think of it as work? Or when I wake up, I'm like, oh, cool. I have this on my calendar today. Like, that'll be fun. That's in my mind, business. If you're going to be miserable, you may as well have a job. If you're going to build a business, make it fun and make it something that lights you up all the time. I love it. That's such great advice. It's so positive. <laughs> I, you know, always leave it to Abby to leave on a to leave it on a sunshine note. I love it. Oh yes, that's me, Little Miss Sunshine. That's what they right? call me. <laughs> Abby, can you please tell everyone how they can learn more about your business, about your course, sure. and how they can learn uh, and how they can reach out to you directly? Absolutely. So if you visit SuccessfulFreelanceMom.com slash go, you can check out my free five-day course on how to be a freelance writer, if that's something that you're interested in. If you are on the gram, I am hanging out on Instagram, even though my kids think I'm too old for it. I am at Abby Parrots on Instagram, and I have a lot of fun with uh, my stories, and uh, I'm getting into reels. So yeah, find me there. Getting into reels. Look at you, rebel. <laughs> I love it. Abby, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Absolutely. Always a pleasure speaking with you. I'm so glad we we're able to connect uh, before and we're able to lay down a track now. And, you know, this has been a lot of fun. So thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable one big tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. 
And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.